New Year, y'all. <laughs> you are here and you are listening to the Focus on Me podcast. I am Justin. I'm here with my wonderfully delicious wife, Denisha, who is always sparkly and shining and her britches is always glistening. So I'm very, very happy to be here. In 2021, let's leave delicious back in 2020. Listen, I don't leave any <laughs> lovely leave description of you that I have out let's anywhere. Let's leave that in 2020. Listen, love her has no bounds. Oh, that's not true. I don't know that that's true. Against such thing, there is no law. Again, long scripture, out of context. I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't say it was that scripture. That's my scripture of love. The scripture of love. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's a scripture about love. It's my scripture on love. See, but we are here. That's what's wrong with the world already. Everybody got all their versions of. Listen. See. <laughs> but look, we're here. We're here. Uh, starting off the new year. Um, this is the first episode of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be different, I guess. Not gonna be much different. I mean, we're the same people. Still, still loving, still, you know, living. Thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah, praise God. Um, we're grateful that we are here, as the old folks say, in the land of the living. Uh, you know, old folks that don't say that thing. Church folks. Church that. folks, old folks, slot folks. folks. You know, know, a lot of old we, folks. That you know, don't say that. we we ain't gonna say it like that. You know, we didn't wake up dead or nothing like that. That's true. You know, so that so uh, but we're definitely grateful not to be pushing up daisies or nothing like that. So it's a great thing. So, in today's episode, we thought we'd just start off the new year with that dreaded S word. A lot of times in relationships and marriage, particularly in in Christian relationships, there's that S word. And for all of y'all who are wondering what S word we're we're talking about, we're not talking about sex. But maybe the next episode we'll talk about sex. One of these episodes we're going to talk about sex. I love sex. Oh my God. We're going to talk about it one of these these times. We have to have the pre-recorded conversation. <laughs> Why gotta be pre-recorded? Before we no, you gonna get it unfiltered, uncut, nah, uncooked, and uncensored. Nah, How about Rick. that? Like, like PJ Morton. Nah, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the S word, submission. Submit. <laughs> submission. But also I think maybe in the broader context of just leadership roles relationships quote-unquote positions of authority power etc etc and then what happens and who submits to who and all that kind of stuff so uh yeah so that's what we're talking about today um bunny what is something that what comes to your mind when you think about the word or hear the word submit well my first my very first thing is tap out <laughs> right, I think tap out. Um, but like then, like directly after that, I think about um, kind of like relinquishing control, mm-hmm. um, or even uh, maybe another another way to put it: not so much uh, relinqu- relinquishing control or um, alleviating some responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another another something that comes to mind when I first think of it. Um, and then, strangely enough, the very next thing that comes with it is the, I would say, the misconception and or the way that it's often spoken of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know I know growing up and even in my adult life I still hear the same thing of you know you know I, you hear um, you know man talking about, oh you're supposed to be you know under submission of you know the husband's supposed to be no, the wife's supposed to be uh, under submission of under her husband. And you're like, okay. But I think when it's said often, there's a negative connotation to that. It's more like, you're supposed to listen to everything I say. You're supposed to do what I tell you to do. Uh-huh. Um, and then on the flip side, you hear women saying, you know, women saying, almost, yes, you know, that's what it is. But you don't you don't got to listen to him. We independent. So it's it's been, I've heard so many jaded views on it so it's if you're not a person who um, I guess I would say has your own mind uh, and you're able to you're not the type of, if you're not the type of person that is able to take good bad and then you know take it like a recipe take good bad wisdom here wisdom there and mix it all up and make yourself a recipe of you know, what you can, of what it means to you for your relationship, you'll be messed up if you don't. Because there's so many, I've heard, honestly, I think I've heard more negativity concerning the word submission than I've heard of, of in a positive light, I would say. So, with that last thought in mind, right, the negativity, why do you think that is? Where do you think that comes from? So no, because my first thought was, and if I get in trouble for it, I get in trouble for, it, for the for my my first honest thought was the concept of white male god. Okay, and that that patriarchal mm-hmm. concept mm-hmm. of the man basically overlording mm-hmm. over a woman. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Honestly, oh, yeah. if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. Get in trouble by who? I thought you was gonna say something else. That's that's good trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like like John Lewis said, that's good trouble. So, for our listening audience, that maybe this is the first time they've ever even heard that phrase. Say more about white male God. What does that mean? Where like? So for 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 me hearing that, you know, it makes me think about the how. How the, the white man has taken long, long time ago, taking the religion, mm-hmm. the Christian religion, and made it in their image mm-hmm. versus the origin of where it came from back in Africa, from us. Mm-hmm. You know, it they've taken it and made it to be what they want it to be because they ultimately had the influence. They had mm-hmm. the influence, they had the power, they had the control, and they made it to be everything to their advantage mm-hmm. and everything that would make the man and usually it was the white man but it but it was mainly the man in full control of everything essentially mm-hmm. so that way when you pass it when you pass that same old rhetoric down to anybody especially mm-hmm. now you're passing it because we're you know we're black so we're, you, you talk about you pass it down to the black man nobody's thinking about it like that as if it's that the base and the structure was from that they think the, the structure and the base was simply just from mm-hmm. Christianity. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that, that's the that's the Christian way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really a profound... I'm glad you brought that up. I wasn't even considering that as related to submission and the challenges that happen in a relationship space. 
but you know really thinking about the impact of white supremacy in Christianity mm-hmm. and other religions and, and the battle between other faith spaces and and generally faith spaces that are non-christian that have a lot of attraction to them I think are attractive because they are missing those elements of um, white male God and people don't want that anymore so I think just for me when I heard that phrase however long ago it was so insightful and enlightening because a lot of the problems and things that I can trace that people have with religion probably are rooted in that philosophy whether that's misogyny whether that's racism whether that is homophobia xenophobia all of the negative um, traits around humanity I think it comes back to that uh, even fat phobia right Right, right. Um, this summer as we were looking at a lot of the racial injustices I remember reading a lot of of things that talked about if we're going to dismantle white supremacy we have to dismantle it in every space including body shaming not just killing black men in the street Mm -hmm. but you know body shaming not just how women are treated or viewed um, as less than whether that's in how they get paid you know the the pay disparity the wage gap expectations of what women can and cannot do Mm -hmm. body shaming healthcare right all of those different things if we're going to dismantle white supremacy, we have to go and get all of those. And in faith spaces, um, as as our good friend said one time, we have to decolonize our faith. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to relationships, especially in, you know, Christian uh, practices, relationships, like if you go to a wedding of someone who maybe is not a strong believer or maybe they would um, identify themselves as more spiritual than religious or they don't participate in organized religion, they don't usually say in their wedding vows, uh, submit. That doesn't usually even come in space. And you know, one of my loves slash I have a love-hate relationship with four weddings <laughs> but in watching that show, it's always interesting, you know, if, you, if you've never seen the show, four different brides go to each other's wedding, and whoever has the best wedding wins, like, a honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting watching when there are uh, brides from other cultures. So let's say it's three white people and one black person. The black experience of the wedding is so different than some of the others. Or, you know, just, you know, there might be a barnyard wedding and then this other wedding. And when the preacher, different than the minister, the officiant, or, you know, the justice of the peace, whatever. When the preacher starts going to, do you promise to love, honor, obey, submit? It's always funny watching the other three brides and how they react and how they react and and so the wedding attendants the family all them they like yeah that's right amen and when they're in the confessional of the other the brides are like why did he say that where did that come from mm-hmm. so again my point i think sometimes in those spaces that are not quote-unquote faith spaces that's not a concept that even comes right. into the conversation mm-hmm. and in our world and not just in the black church, but in all of the faith spaces, submission is is 
built into that. And I think that comes from that white male patriarchy mm-hmm. or patriarchal view of what God intended. So like God said to me the other day, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was saying about feminism and, and that like quote unquote revolution and mm-hmm. rebellion, et cetera, et cetera. And, and often that, that idea of submission falls back into feminism versus I don't know what the, what the opposite of feminism is, but God said to me though, feminism was my idea in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, we had to reclaim that, you know, in the <laughs> 70s, 60s, 70s when they were burning their bras and, you know, the whole sexual revolution and embracing all of our uh, womanhood in all the different ways. God was really just impressing my spirit that that was needed because of the constructs that we as humans built and developed that had nothing to do with what his original idea was in the first place. Mm -hmm. So if we're using the Bible as the basis here, Genesis 1, when it talks about God said, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. And he made them male and female. And he Mm -hmm. blessed them. Mm -hmm. Right? But we love to go right to chapter 3 and misinterpret that whole piece around, oh, your desire will be for your husband and he shall rule over you. (laughs) And then now we jump all the way to the New Testament where Paul is like, the man is the head of the woman and the Christ is the head of the man. Like, And we set up this whole patriarchal um, hierarchy of who's important and who's got the power, right? Mm -hmm. So then when it comes to two getting married or two becoming one flesh, somebody has to submit. Mm -hmm. And I used to hear all the time, like, well, who's supposed to submit? And they would say, well, if you all can't agree, then the wife has to submit to the husband. Did you ever hear anything like that around I, submission? I, I can't say I've heard that. Well, I haven't heard it said like that. Usually it's just, just straight. Like, it's usually just, you need, you need to listen to your husband. Usually mm-hmm. it's ne- it was never really um, so much of a discussion. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's interesting because for as many quote-unquote faith-based people as I, that, I, that I know mm-hmm. or, you know, that I, I have a relationship with, that have been married, that are married, that are divorced, a lot of them ha- were had that teaching, mm-hmm. and then none of them listened. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what was the like? Uh, and in some in some cases, probably for the better, and some cases, definitely for the worse that they didn't listen because maybe some of the things that they they, they should have listened to might have actually helped along the way. But it's almost a point. I feel like the dog. Matic way of teaching it is kind of pointless because at the end of the day, those who are in the relationship are going to figure it out themselves. But that's, I think, part of the challenge, right? I don't think they figure it out themselves. They figure it out or they try to bring Use in, that base. Yeah, they try to bring right, in different right, right, right. philosophies around... Um, 
you, you know, teachings and they try and apply it, right? Because that's what you're supposed to do. You're right. supposed to go to church or whatever and learn the things and live it out. So there's like a lot of those teachings that I find to be very erroneous and people are in their homes trying to live it out, right? Yeah. So, and, and to kind of go into another path here, I often have wondered, because if, if, if it is true, man's the head of the woman, man's head of the wife, whatever. What happens when the wife, if you will, has some level of power? And I'm going to use that word because that's really what we're talking about here. Power, mm-hmm. if we're talking about submission, we're talking about power, being overpowered or relinquishing power. Mm-hmm. But what happens when the quote-unquote hierarchy is not male, woman, children. So even, so let's go back to white male God, white supremacy. Mm-hmm. I hate the phrase rule of thumb. Do you know what that phrase is based in? I do. I remember we talked about it a while back, but off the top of my head, the, the actual full definition is coming. So, you know, it was not uncommon for men to beat their women into submission Mm -hmm. and it was legal as long as he beat her with something that was smaller than the width of his thumb. Right, okay. So when people say, oh, rule of thumb, that's become a cliche to just say a a guiding principle or without knowing an actual meaning. A thought, right? So if you say the rule of thumb, like basically, if I want to hit you, it's fine as long as it's a switch. Or, you know, but that goes back to show like where women were not, especially according to God's order, Mm -hmm. women were not honored as anything, anything. (laughs) You were property. Even, I mean, if you think about it, we talked maybe in one of the other episodes because it was literally the hundredth anniversary of the suffrage movement. Mm -hmm. Women just getting the right to vote. Like there was never, you know, you couldn't own property, mm-hmm. you couldn't bank, you couldn't do. Right. When we talked about that with Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing, right, right? right? So just that automatic thing. So what happens when you come into a situation, a relationship, a marriage, especially if you've been single for a long time? Mm-hmm. You know, like we've often talked about where now all of a sudden, you know, I was single for twenty years of my adult life, mm-hmm. right? from 18 to 38 moved out when I was 18 never went back home after that Mm -hmm. so for 20 years I've been guiding my own life if you will of course with the help of the Holy Spirit and you know mentors parents all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but if you think about it even from a professional space one of the things I tell my dad sometimes because he's always like what do you do and I was like I'm in charge the best way I can explain it to him is I'm in charge and I tell people what to do Mm -hmm. So to go from being that person for 28 years and then to come into quote unquote a marriage and if that philosophy of submission is is true, then I'm supposed to just automatically put all of that down and acquiesce to, and it's funny because people were joking and say, even Sarah called Abraham my Lord. And we used to always laugh like, y'all can miss me with that. Like we ain't about to be doing that. And Lord means owner. Mm-hmm. So we get in church and we say these things like Sarah called Abraham my lord and says and you are Sarah's daughters if you do the same. Well we want to be daughters of Sarah right because she was wonderful and faith filled <laughs> so that means I have to walk in this level of quote unquote submission 
And then what happens when the person that you are needing to quote unquote submit to is not right? <laughs> well, I mean, so I, I guess I went on the tangent. No, it's, it's, it's okay. Seven different places. It's okay. It. I guess. I mean, I guess. So for me, I think that one one of the many thoughts that were come, come came to mind um, with it is, I think the idea of submission is not I, okay let me say let me say the way I want to say it. the idea of submission ultimately is the two people in the relationship submitting under God okay and I think and this is where, where my my uh, my standpoint on it is mm-hmm. um, it's them submitting not only their relationship but it's them submitting their lives mm-hmm. under God. So, if so, in, while in relationship, because you're always constantly seeking God about whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, even if it's just just life, like, all right, Lord, just help me make, be able to make make these right decisions for my family, so on and so forth. So, even in that, when making decisions, so does everything need to be discussed? No. Let's just be, I mean, because honestly, there are some things that can just be taken care of mm-hmm. and you know, it's taken care of and oftentimes it's taken care of something relieves a weight. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't leave that other person always, always feeling like they have to do it. Mm-hmm. And with that, if there's more, if, if there is conversation regarding other, you know, heavy situations or heavy, um, things that have to be taken care of or have to be done or whatever it is to me that's kind of where that submission comes in mm-hmm. and when I say it comes in it comes in because now usually and hopefully you'd want to use the wisdom that you already have mm-hmm. and then cu- couple that with well in some cases you got to couple it with prayer because the reality is sometimes you need it to, end up to come with to a resolution anyway mm-hmm. but you couple them because again, with most of you know, like when we got married, you know, pretty much we were our, we were already believers. We already pretty much our lives were already submitted to God anyway. Mm-hmm. So us joining together, meaning our lives together, were not submitted, mm-hmm. and we made the choice to do that, mm-hmm. have our lives submitted to Him, and be submitted to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think the submission to each other. Is really where it. Some people don't understand that. That's really what it is, mm-hmm. because that's what the whole "quote unquote" compromise comes from. Comprom- compromise isn't lording. Mm-hmm. If you, because most people, because one one of the biggest things I've always I would always hear about marriage is marriage is about compromise. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I, I think I heard it a million times. Marriage is about it's not. You're not always going to get your way. She's not always going to get her way. Marriage is about compromise. Compromise is a means of submission. Mm-hmm. And that and if I'm not always going to get my way and you're not always going to get your way, that means we have both submitted at some point. Well, it's interesting that you said that cuz several things I've been thinking about throughout this whole conversation is you know, in in faith spaces they always quote the scripture uh wives submit to your husbands. Mhm. But they don't ever talk about husbands submitting to their wives. Mm-hmm. 
And the scripture tells us clearly that we should submit one to, to another, another. Mm-hmm. right? But I think sometimes that, again, that, that patriarchal male philosophy, always women submit to men, but men don't ever have to submit to women. And I think, and this is not a knock to any, any of those who have taught before, but I think what has happened, like we've seen so many throughout the years, is that the teachers just get passed down. Mm-hmm. And what has happened historically is that most don't go and seek further knowledge. So they just pass it down. And now where we are now mm-hmm. is where more people are now seeking knowledge. Well, and I don't know. I, I would say I some to the point of it gets passed down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And why would I change something that works for me? Right. Right. So it's not that you didn't seek the knowledge or even heard it another way. I just mm-hmm. don't know that people are even open to the change. Knowing, yes, this is the good uh, or this is the word. This is the right way. But this system works. So it's kind of like I tell a lot of my clients sometimes with, with their kids. And they'll say when they want to change something in their behavior. And I'll say the kids aren't going to like it. They don't want to go into this other way of structure. They're not going to mm-hmm. want to change. They're in the driver's seat. Why would they want to relinquish this? And I think even when it comes to relationships, that idea of submitting to each other, because if wives are submitting to their husbands, then, yeah, the, the husbands have the better hand. It's, it's, you got the, uh, the wives have the short end of the stick, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that truth is available and people don't necessarily research it or they know it and they don't really want to um, publicize it because it changes the dynamic. The other thing about, you know, submitting one to another, one of our, our good friends shared this with me that some wisdom that he got from, you know, their um, spiritual mentors around like how to know if it was a decision made from God or if this is mm-hmm. a decision that honors God and they teach that so if you feel like you're saying okay Denisha this is what the Lord is telling us to do that if there's not agreement between you and me about that mm-hmm. then there's no movement right, right? which I love and I think is so different because and this philosophy of submission is if you tell me this is what the Lord said to do and I don't think it's a good idea. I still have to go along with it because I had to submit myself to you. Mm-hmm. And the submitting one to another is until there's agreement on both of our parts, no we way. don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing. And that was like probably one of the first times I've ever heard that. And I'm, I was probably like last year. I'm like, dang, in 39 years of life, I never heard anybody teach that not saying that it's not a teaching that's widespread it's just nothing i've ever heard so when it comes to thinking about all the years that people have been teaching submission like i read one time about lot and his wife mm-hmm. and we always fault lot lot's wife for looking back and getting turned into a pillar of salt mm-hmm. and it was a woman who was writing and she was saying what if it was that lot's wife turned back because she couldn't trust her husband. And she kind of went through Lot's life and, and highlighted a few of the examples where he made bad decisions, including mm-hmm. moving the family to Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
Abraham had to rescue him several times because he got them in situations that were not good. And even when the angels came to warn him to get out and the men were trying to break into their home, Lot was offering up his daughters. So here's a woman watching her husband make multiple bad decisions and not even care enough to save his own children. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, oh, we have to leave now. Maybe she was really like, oh, here we go again. He ain't listened again or he hasn't learned or did he really hear God? Was this really Mm -hmm. right? And maybe her looking back was just doubt. Right. And so that really reminded me about how important it is to have someone that you can submit to. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you, as you were talking and you were talking about how you, you haven't heard talk before. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, what, what came to my mind was I started thinking about my parents mm-hmm. and one of the things that I started thinking about them, like, well, you know, and I know even with talking with them, you know, especially my father and I talking with him, they always talk. She, he often talks to me about how they discussed mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and came to a resolve. They may not have always agreed about everything, mm-hmm. but they came to a resolve mm-hmm. about it. And they, you know, so this major decision, they discussed them and they boom. Mm-hmm. And even though that wasn't told to me. Mm-hmm. That was the example and the life mm-hmm. that was lived was the teaching. Mm-hmm. So I and I so I think if people are exposed more to that teaching mm-hmm. in by way of seeing someone's life, mm-hmm. if you even if you're not fit, just getting the literal somebody's talking to you and telling you mm-hmm. I think if people if, if we are if people are more exposed to that type of teaching the life experience the life living of, of teaching the life the living life of living teaching. of teaching yes okay. that's what I said you did say it <laughs> um, if they are exposed to that that will make a huge difference and a huge impact I know just thinking about it I think had I not had that and that I don't I think I would have been uh, structured into that, oh, you're supposed to be listening to what I say. Mm-hmm. And not, okay, we need to talk about this. It's interesting that you're saying that because it made me just think about how I remember watching my parents do mm-hmm. things. And even to this day, you know, they'll both acknowledge that there were just things that I think sometimes when people think about submission, they think about like that ruling over Mm -hmm. and that iron fist and that you know and I don't think that healthy or good marriages or relationships work when that's in place and I think it is easy to submit when it's mutual right right? so you you decided today I decided tomorrow and even going back to that agreement that submission Mm -hmm. so if you're like oh we supposed to move to California I might be like what right and you saying, well, we move in regards whether you think it's a good idea or not. That's probably going to breed resentment. Right. It's probably going to breed a whole bunch of other emotions versus if I'm like, man, I really feel like the Lord wants us to move to California. And then you say, like, I think we're supposed to move to California. It's going to be like, oh, my God, I felt the mm-hmm. same thing. There's going to be that excitement right. and, and passion and, and things like that. And even in things that you and I have done. 
there are things that I've known before you did and not so much because of having to quote unquote submit because that's the order but just thinking about humanity and human respect like honoring your feelings about it or honoring your thoughts the same way I would want you to honor my thoughts about it or to honor my feelings and so I think if we are going to continue to see relationships be successful or improve have health in their relationships we have to change the narrative around who is required to submit because in all actuality we're both required to submit what I was going to say I'm going to chime in there and say was that even before you're married mm-hmm. because when I think if you really think back you were talking about how you, know, you knew things beforehand mm-hmm. if you think back to before we were married as things were moving forward mm-hmm. there were things that we came through in prayer with literally mm-hmm. and things that I was saying not knowing mm-hmm. when it was going to come to pass how it was going to happen mm-hmm. but knowing that this is what it had to be mm-hmm. and you and you said it before you know that your first thought was like well wait and then you know Lord spoke to you and kind of told you like okay this is what this is what it's going to be and the stuff came to pass mm-hmm. so I think that that uh, 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 relation dual relationship submission mm-hmm. has to come before mm-hmm. because if it comes before you don't have to build it and try to make it when you get married. It was interesting because I was just thinking, everything's been interesting apparently in this conversation because you keep saying (laughs) it. But I was reflecting back to that one particular night when we were praying. And as you were praying, whatever the Lord was speaking to you, you started to say yes to. And you were saying, like, we say yes, we say yes. And so after we went through the prayer, I remember asking you, what did you just say yes to? (laughs) Because I'm like... (laughs) You were saying yes for the both of us, and I'm going to need to know what it is that we are, you know. And and even later, I remember the Lord saying, uh, especially as different things opened up and, and, and different opportunities and answered prayers opened up, we were talking about it, and it was like, see, this is the power of the yes. Mm-hmm. And I think even in that moment when I was like, what were you saying yes to? And I had a few little thoughts and ideas, Mm -hmm. but I was just like, I'm going to let God, you know, talk to him about whatever it is. And to me, I felt like it was probably some things that I had already said yes to. Mm -hmm. And you were like, all right, yes, Lord. And I was was like, what were you saying yes to? (laughs) And so then later God said that that yes was the prerequisite for the yeses from him. Mm-hmm. Now, it worked out in that situation because we were agreeing for the same thing. Mm-hmm. We were hoping and believing for the same things. And I think that it you you not telling me in that moment what the yes was about wasn't something that was frightening or right. scary right. or feeling right. like a power play because we had had enough conversations about so many other things mm-hmm. anyway. But I think there are probably many times in relationships where people are not aligned and your yes and my no <laughs> is going to cause problems. You know, I hear people all the time, especially in, in, in believers lives where somebody says, oh, I know I'm called to ministry and their spouse is like, I'm not. 
Like you are not, and then that's hard for them to do ministry. Whether it's you know he called, he's feel called to pastor. She like I'm not a pastor, or she feels called mm-hmm. to ministry, and he's like, no, you need to take care of these kids. Like you know, when the yes is not aligned, someone is supposed to submit. Right. And we spend a lot of our lives helping women mm-hmm. figure out how to submit to men, mm-hmm. and I don't think we do enough helping men to figure out how to submit to their wives as much as they're expecting their wives to submit to them but there's and, the, and here's one thing that, I, that just came to mind that I'm sure is never considered mm-hmm. submission is also a means of support okay and as you were talking about you know how women are often the ones that we that they're like okay yeah you know you submit submit you know especially in, in a ministry standpoint I think if the man would realize that that relationship submission that we talked about earlier, uh-huh. that dual relationship submission, uh-huh. if they realize that that was a real thing, uh-huh. and that really what that what the uh, what it equates to is support, uh-huh. would realize that it's not only your goals that will have to be you know lifted up; hers can be too. So where you may feel like, okay, I may, you know, not you, but like the man may feel like, um, okay, I'm going, I'm, I'm called to the ministry and, and she feels like she is too, but she's got to go, oh, but you can supposed to do this over here. Well, if you bring her along. We're so running out of time here. <laughs> if you bring but her along with you. That's, that's such a, a challenging thing that I've experienced <laughs> with women. Mm-hmm. Especially women who are, you know, called to ministry. One of the things I have heard, and maybe it's just in the types of churches I've come up in, but that that they're supposed to put their ministry down to support his. But that's so not the that's that's not how God works. I know that. that, that it's you just know it's that. just not how He works. I agree. I'm just saying. I think that's been part of the fallacy in those wrong teachings where mm-hmm. people feel like. They have to, like you said, because their goals can be elevated to it. They can right. be lifted. But even like my old pastor, they're both deceased now. But one of the things that when, excuse me, when she felt she was called to minister and she was asking him like, you know, can I preach? Can I teach this lesson? Can I do whatever? And he basically was like, no, I didn't call you to preach. So if God wants you to preach, you know, he'll give you invitations. <laughs> and it got to the point, and, and I know because my mom used to drive her to these invitations. It got to the point that she had more invitations than he did. <laughs> because God called her. Right. And so since you say that's the only way. And he'll give you an invitation. He- and, and God, <laughs> and I think that just once again reminds us that. God is not a respecter of persons, right, right? Right, We are. But we are. Yeah. And so him being like, Mm-mm, this is my pulpit, this is my mm-hmm. vision, this is my ministry. You're supposed to submit unto me, but it's so got... jaded, man. It is. Like... And I, I've seen so many women who almost, whether because they just want to avoid that, they just don't necessarily want to even take it up because they don't want to have that fight later. But you know what? I, I, if... If there are some women listening to this right now, I really mm-hmm. want to encourage them. And I want to encourage their husbands to. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage their husbands to understand that the submission and of 
the submission of uh, having or helping support your wife mm-hmm. as you go along in ministry or as you go along to, you know, whether it's a career or whatever that goal is, if you're submitting and letting her, allowing her, because I say allow, I don't mean like, oh, you just let her. No, but you're giving her the space to mm-hmm. actually do it too. You're creating more love mm-hmm. than you ever would know. The support that you are are giving, are get that, that you are giving to her, is going to be something that you will that will last longer mm-hmm. than that. No, will last far longer than you. Well, shoot, it'll make your relationship and your marriage last longer mm-hmm. because it it's showing how much you genuinely love them and care about what they have to offer not just you mm-hmm. what they have to offer the world mm-hmm. and what they can actually put out there and give mm-hmm. which what is what they were supposed to be doing is what's what what we, we are designed to do is to give back what we have been given and if and if we either it's whichever way you know, we, we're talking. We've been talking more about the whole submission and the woman being. So I, I'm, I'm kind of veering that way. But even if it's the other way around, where the woman is the one who's primarily the one that's doing all, doing all these things, and the man is now suddenly rising up, if you can support them, it will make a mountain of differences, not just in your lives, but it ripples and it trickles down the way and it ble- it will bless so many other people uh-huh. and because you have done that that favor and those blessings will just explode in your life uh-huh. so you've already kind of done that but what as we close this episode what would your uh, final thought or, or message you want to leave with the listeners be around this area Know that submission equates to support. Okay. So submission equates to support. I think my final thought would be around, because as we've been talking about submission, I've had this, as you started, this vision of a wrestler and the tap out. Mm -hmm. And when they submit... It's never a good thing. It means they lost. Right. Right? So what is the way to... Go ahead. You got to burn it. Because you know what? What I, th- what, what, what I thought about is when you said it, it's never something good and it's always a loss. Mm-hmm. But w- in those matches, you often hear the commentator when a person's been beat up so bad. And he's like, he's got to save himself. He needs to just give up so he has another... He can fight another day. Sometimes that tap out... May, they may take no, my point the other way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I just thought about it. sometimes that tap out is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's preservation, and that's the point. I think that's where it becomes the problem. And what I mean by that is, if I have to submit to preserve myself, then I probably was already in the wrong position. I was already overpowered. Mm-hmm. I had already been beat up, etc., right, right. etc. Right. So I think the the reality around that that concept of submission is not using our power in a way that overpowers the other person. But when there's a mutual 
agreement, I can, I can see that. right? I can see that. And so, like I was saying, when I think about submit, I think about that tapping out and just like I give up, I relinquish anything, versus being able to reason with each other, right? So, I'm not gonna overpower you. I'm going to invite you into conversation, invite you into a mm-hmm. mutual decision making, a, a collaboration. I love to use the word co create, you know, to create it together versus me putting you in a position or you putting me in a position where one of us has the upper hand. Right. You know, where we have to um, work together mm-hmm. and decide. Right. And really not to submit means that I'm releasing my power or if it is in fact that I am just going to exchange or give it to you. Not because you're forcing me Mm -hmm. or I feel overpowered, but because I know that we're working on this together and that whatever we co-create, even if it was your idea, still feeling honored in having been heard. Right. Still feeling honored and I was able, because I tell people all the time, you don't have to take my idea, but I do want to have the opportunity to give it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what the final decision is, as long as I had an opportunity to give input. Right. And I think for me, when I don't have that opportunity, that's when it, it doesn't work well for me. Mm-hmm. So, really thinking... Um, about how we use our power in a shared governance, as shared you often uh, uh, joke with me, versus feeling like it's a dictatorship. Right, right. And, and usually dictators want people to submit because they have overpowered them anyway. Mm-hmm. Versus if we sh- have shared governance, then we're working together and deciding together. Mm-hmm. So, well, thanks for listening to this episode. And don't forget to share it or subscribe to whatever platform you're using. Share with your friends. If you have not done so already, follow us on at Focus On Me Podcast. Um, We're on Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. You can check us out on the website. And we'll see you or we'll catch you next episode.